Hey buds, I'm your host Sam. And I'm your co-host Ozzy. And this is Cushion Crime. Cushion Crime. Welcome back to another episode of Cushion Crime. Hello, everybody. Hello to all of our new listeners. Thank you guys so, so much for how much you guys listen to Candy Montgomery. It's crazy the amount of like plays that we got that just on that single episode in one week in one week it was crazy we greatly appreciate it uh, we think comparing- i was like that can't be right i literally hit the refresh button and multiple you know multiple times and i was like whoa what the hell just happened yeah there is seriously a lot for us like we're very thankful and grateful and even watching the show on hulu i felt Bro. like i did a pretty good job of kind of relaying that information yeah the show itself was really good it was good ozzy kind of liked the fact that I after knowing the case already watching it like that i think it was better going into it because then you can kind of visualize everything you already mm-hmm. know exactly it was a lot better seeing it like that too mm-hmm. so yeah we i had fun doing that case and that was a fun show to watch but thank you guys again like honestly we really really appreciate it and because of you guys we'll just keep on making more content and we do it for you Yep, and then we're also having a newsletter that's starting. So if you go to our website, www.cushandcrime.com, and there will be a pop-up that thank you for Mr. LB Marvin, and it says join our newsletter, go do that, and you'll have a nice little surprise. And you'll get notifications on everything that um, we're about to do and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so we're gonna our our job is putting out more content. We're gonna be having more experiences. We will do this. Yeah, um, when we're taking that break, we're gonna be taking that break in June. But we're not just going away. We're actually gathering content to make it into one. We're doing field research. Exactly. So our break will be June sixth. There will not be an episode that day. So I apologize, but you'll get more content from that. Excursion. Yeah, because we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully. Yep. So, yeah. So keep your eyes Casper out Casper better be with me. Yeah. And then we're <laughs> definitely going to write. I've been writing some blogs on our website as well. I'm going to write a blog about our experience. I've asked Ozzy. He said he would do it too. Yeah. I'm going to start doing it. That way you guys understand where I'm like my point of view of like the whole experience. So. Yeah. And then if you want us to put even more content out, you can support us on our website as well. There's a donate tab. And then also there's a link in the show notes to support us on Anchor. We would greatly appreciate it. It would help us be able to do more content and be able to do more things to give you more content. Mm -hmm. So or like go to different places so we can do you know you know what i mean so we greatly appreciate it but we're not going to be those like ghost channel you know uh series like us trying to capture it in motion or something like that what you've never seen those shows no no, carl showed you when oh no we're not doing spooky adventures like that. that's what i'm saying but but we do want to like do things and like tell you guys about it like true crime experiences so yeah donate to us (laughs) (laughs) and join our newsletter all right. So today's case is a survival survival tale. Survival tale. Yes. Unfortunately, it's very tragic. And Ozzy obviously has a strain of the day for you. Oh, yes, I do. So like why always. don't we go ahead and let Ozzy take it away with the strain of the day? I don't know. It sounds like you're giving the good stuff first before the bad news stuff. Yep. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> oh, man. Today's strain of the day is brought to you by cheese. Such a classic strain, honestly. <laughs> Such is a it? good strain. Oh, yeah. You've had it before? Oh, yeah. It's stinky as fuck. Hmm. Like mold or? It like cheese, like old cheese. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Not old cheese, but like stinky cheese. Ew. That's why it's called cheese. Cheese, also known as the Dina Femme cheese. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> Is also an indica dominant uh, hybrid marijuana strain uh, from the UK. Sharp bleed name from its sour aroma, cheese has achieved widespread popularity in its unique flavor and consistency potency. With the origins that stretch back all the way to the 1980s, cheese is said said to descend from a skunk number one phenotype. Yep, skunk is smelly too, that's why it's called skunk. 
Yeah. Oh, that is that why? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Explains it. Like, oh, is that why? Um, breeders like Big Buddha seeds later introduced with Afghani and the genetics to increase the cheese trichome production and the yields. The resulting strain is now well known for its la- relaxed, happy effects and gently ease into your blissful state of mind. Mm-hmm. 41% of the people say it helps with stress, 32% of the people says it helps with anxiety, and 32 says it helps with pain. Brought to you by Leafly. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. If you've had cheese before, it's stinky. Y'all know. It's not a strain to be smoking. But is it like a, like a blue cheese type of smell? It's like, just like, I gotta, we got to get some. It's hard to explain. It's just like, it almost smells like cat piss. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me not want to smoke but it. But <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's so good, but it stinks. I don't know. That I'm makes saying. me not want to just, you know. It's it's good though. It's a really good. If that's strain. the case, I might as well just go smell the cat litter right now. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going to be doing any of that today. Um, not at all. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but go get some cheese, and then you can tell me if you think it smells like cat piss or not, okay. or how you would describe it. You could do that in the comments of today's show. <laughs> Please let me know in or on our Twitter. Let us know at us. Um, so, like I said today. Is a survivor tale, but I'm gonna light this up. If it's a survival tale, and I'm gonna be shocking and traumatized, I need I need coping mechanisms here. Yeah, here's here's the huge but. So it's the case of Colleen Stan, and to Ozzy that means absolutely nothing. But to you guys that you may or may not have already heard this, which more than likely, if you're here or you like true crime, then you have. Um, this is a very fucked up case, and I just want to throw a big blanket of trigger warning right on top. Is it worse than the ones that we've already covered? In ways, yes. It can't be worse than the the children. It can. Is but, it? But obviously, you children what, dying like, is way more is not way more sad, but very sad. But this is just very the traumatic. With, the one with the children, like that, made me upset. Yeah, well, this is going to, like, she had it's a worse. way, the, at least the children, however sad it may be, died somewhat quickly. Colleen is still alive. So all the things that happened to her, she had Like, to, alive till still, this day? Yeah, she still deals with, and it's hard. You know, she has PTSD now, so, which I completely understand with this shit. It's fucking crazy. Okay. So for our listeners, I do want to throw that big bl- um, blanket trigger warning over the whole the whole episode um, for rape, like, oh yeah, like bondage, torture, Whoa. just mm-hmm. just don't. multiple big flags, uh, red flags. Yeah, and I try not to go into like all the detail of the things that happened to her because I did read a book uh, for this case, and it's called Perfect Victim by Christine McGuire and Carla Norton. And oh, that's that, the book you were reading all, all week, right? Yes, that's the book I was reading. So um, you can read that book, and there's a lot of good detail in there about what happened to Colleen. But I didn't really dive too far into, like, the trial itself, and I didn't really dive too far into all of the things that happened to her. So I just I wanted to highlight, the, like, the major important things for you guys to understand, like, how bad this was. Okay. So, all right. So Colleen Stan was born on December 31st of 1956. She was a New Year's Eve baby. That must be so nice, bringing in the New Year with a baby. That would be nice. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people do that, though. No. You got to really plan it out. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> um, she had two full-blood sisters and two half-sisters and a half-brother. Um, Col- Big family. Yeah. Colleen's parents divorced when she was young. I think she was about three. But there was nothing bad about her parents' divorce. It was, like, done amicably. Like, they co-parented really well. And they all, like, they okay, both so got they married. Okay, so they were adults about it. Yeah, they were ad- Exactly. They were adults about it. No baby See? mom drama. Well, it is possible. Well, not even. Sometimes not even baby mom drama. It's baby daddy drama. True. Yeah. But Whatever kind of baby drama. It is possible drama. to be compromisable. Yeah, it's possible to get along. Not saying everybody's like that, but yeah. sometimes. I mean, like, amical divorces are, I feel, more rare than, like, toxic ones. You know yeah. what I mean? So when Colleen was younger, she loved to write. Um, she would, like, write cards for her friends and her family, and she would often, like, you know, make arts and crafts. She's very craftsy. Okay. okay. So very hands-on. Yeah. She liked, she liked doing that stuff. She was very creative. Um, and she wasn't really a big fan of school, so she ended up dropping out at 16. 
And when she was 17, she ended up marrying a 23-year-old named Thomas Stan after only a few months of knowing him. Married a few months? Yes. How many months? I think, I don't know exactly how many. But, Jesus. Yep. (laughs) Yep. They ended up moving to Ohio together, but ultimately it, it didn't actually work out between them. So Colleen ended up moving back home. Well, you would think. I mean, months. Yeah, they only dealing with each other for a couple months. But it's okay. She was young. Let her be, okay? Uh, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Months? It's We all make mistakes. <laughs> and Colleen actually ended up moving back to California, which is where this case takes place. If you guys don't know what that is from, it's from the movie The Wizard. Yep. Back in the 90s. California. I was explaining it to some people that were younger than us are younger than us the other day i was like have you ever watched the wizard they were like no no and i was like oh never mind (laughs) good movie yeah anyway especially if you're a gamer yeah so she ended up moving in with her two friends and their daughter so like her two friends were together and then they had a daughter um and by the time colleen was 20 she was like really like kind of like just go with the flow she would look for a job she just kind of like was chill like to go out and do things and she was very independent she hitchhiked all the time and ooh, that's scary uh-huh so i don't like how you're giving me that look (laughs) what she someone picked her up and that's when it happened Ooh, sounds like i had i hit it right on the spot uh not quite so she was like i said she was just out and about so she wanted to go see her friend in northern california from where she was staying so on may 19th of 1977 which was a thursday she left and she told her roommate that she would be back on that saturday okay so two days yeah well like technically like three so well, that, the day she left yeah yeah so that thursday she started hitchhiking rides so again she's no stranger to hitchhiking rides it's something yeah, that she did still quite often but she'd be very selective about who she got in the i mean car i guess with. back in the day that was pretty normal yeah this is yeah this is 1977 yeah that would be kind of normal and but nowadays think about it now people yeah. get in ubers now and there's shit that happens in ubers yeah. too exactly yeah so like i was saying she was no stranger to hitching rides so she was very selective about who she got in the car with so for example she found a ride like pretty far up and then made it up to red bluff california and then while she was there two sets of people offered her a ride there was a car full of guys and she said no no thank you right and then there was a couple but they weren't going too far so Normally, a couple she felt was safe, so she, but they were only going a little at, bit, so yeah, she was like, no. But at least she gained that amount of miles if she went with the couple. Right. Well, she didn't end up going with them because they were like kind of not going very far oh. at all. Okay. Um, so then there was one other car that stopped, and that was a couple. Another couple. Another one? Another couple, yep. And they had a baby with them. So she sees this, and she sees the baby. She sees the woman. She sees the man. She's like okay that's fine um i'll get in with them because again she wouldn't get in with the group of guys so she thought she was going to be safe here right like they had a baby it was a family right so when they got in the car they drove a little bit down the road and then they had to stop and get gas so she went to the bathroom before getting back in the car and when she did she had this gut feeling that she just needed to run like she was like looking at the window like she could escape through there but she chose not to and she just kind of like brushed it off let me just stop and just say, trust your instincts. Trust so, your fucking instincts. Get the fuck out. So if, her spidey senses were tingling. And she ignored To mm-hmm. run away from the mm-hmm. couple and she ignored it. She ignored it because it was a couple with a baby. She thought it was okay. Yeah. Especially if you're hitchhiking. like. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I don't know. But sh- for some reason, she just brushed it off. No. Ugh. So. I knew something was going to happen with the hitchhike. Hold on. So she gets back in the car with the couple, and while she's sitting there, she's starting to notice, like, little things, right? So the couple has a weird exchange of a look, like they look at each other weird, and then the man keeps staring at her in the rearview mirror, like, looking Watching her her every move. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's also this, like, weird box that's sitting next to her that she, like, looked at, but I was like, okay. So she's like looking out, they're driving, she's like looking out the windows and stuff, and um, the man is like, hey, 
You know, my brother told me about some ice caves in the area. You wouldn't mind if we stopped, would you, to take a look at those? And Colleen is not going to impose. She's like, these people are driving me, you know, I don't really have a choice. So she's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind, you know, taking a look. So the couple pull off onto like a random dirt road or dirt road. I think they must have known the area. So they pull off onto this dirt road and it's near a stream. So the woman and the baby get out of the car and like walk towards the stream. And then the man gets out of the car. So it's just Colleen in the car by herself. Then the man comes around on the passenger side, jumps in and then puts a knife up to her throat. Oh, shit. And then orders her to put her hands in the air. So she's obviously like scared as fuck so she kind of just like freezes and then he yells at her again to put her hands up and she does yeah so when she puts her hands up he puts handcuffs on her and puts her arms behind her back and cuffs her and so then, it was a setup from the get-go then yeah and then he put a leather strap around her head and like tightened it so it like forced her so, mouth closed so he strapped her head against the headrest of the, the no couch? it was like a, I mean a leather strap that let's just say so i'm pointing at the top of my head and the bottom of my head it like it wraps around that way okay not like front to back of my head but the top and the so bottom sideways. like my chin almost like a mouth uh, it was a gag yeah so t- like tied the leather strap around right her head. that way you can't really open your mouth exactly okay Keep, kept her mouth closed and then he wrapped up her ankles and then but he, to the chair of the of this of the like just in the seat because it was uh, in the right back. in the car seat but like not to the chair but she was just like she was just strapped up okay she was just restrained she wasn't attached to anything okay after that then he picked up the box the weird ass box and it was the size about a hat box of a hat box and it weighed about 20 pounds and it had double walls on the inside it was insulated and it had hinges on it so when he picked it up colleen saw that there were like two semicircles on the inside and when it was opened he put it over her head latched it and then it was like it like went over her head so the box went over her head? Yeah, and it like pinched. It was carpeted on the inside, so, so nobody it was could hear like her. a saw type of thing? Yeah, it was literally like a box that went over her head. Yeah. Ooh, what the fuck? Yep. So they then they forced her to lay down through the sleeping bag that she had brought with her over her and then drove, turned back around and went back the way they just came from to Red Bluff. All right. So they drive around for a little bit. The woman gets out of the car and the man drives around the block a couple more times. And then the woman gets back in. And then what they're doing, there's like kind of trying to kill time until dark so they could sneak her in the house. But they end up taking the um, box off of her head and then taking the strap off. And then they go and they get food from like a fast food place. But she's still restrained. She's still restrained. They just took the head portion off. Yeah. So that way, like people weren't like. When they were, when she was in the driveway right. or drive through or whatever or whatever they were doing, um, and then once they got back to the house and it was dark, they blindfolded her and brought her inside. So they didn't bring her inside with the box on. Okay. And then she yeah, was yeah, because the box would have attracted attention. Yep. So she was brought into the house. All right. So now, who the fuck are these two people? Oh, well, henchmen of somebody, probably. No. So. These two are Cameron and Janice Hooker. Their neighbors referred to them as a nice couple. They had a cute little baby. They were just a nice little family, right? No, these were not. This this is not a sweet couple. Um, Cameron was born on November 5th of 1953 to Harold and Lorena Hooker. Um, He had a younger brother and him and his family, um, when he was growing up, would move around quite often. This is a family that... uh the couple that actually did the restraining and everything, right? Yeah, this is the guy, okay. Cameron. Um, so Cameron would typically keep to himself as a kid, um, but when he moved to Red Bluff, his attitude kind of changed. He became very like secluded and wasn't really friends with anybody. He didn't do anything after school. He didn't have any friends. Uh, who gives a fuck about him? But you know, like that's kind of what happened. So he was really into like tools and machines and construction but he also had like really bad sexual fantasies as well and he was looking what at, do you mean like bad like he was looking at very graphic um bondage porn and like really bad things in his formative years which is not good okay so more like he was looking at stuff that weren't normal 
Yeah, like shouldn't that he shouldn't be looking okay. at it. It's like like we've talked about before. Bondage and BDS, BDSM are perfectly fine as long as it, it's in a consensual situation. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree that, with that. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so anyway, so at this point. Um, I'm just high over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. After high school, he started working for a lumber mill. And then when he was there, again, he stuck to himself. And he was having his very twisted fantasies, which we will definitely go over. So just don't. Don't worry about it. We'll go over it. Okay. So he was looking for I a I was girl. about to ask, too. I was like, mm, I knew what I do you mean? I threw that preemptively into my script. I knew that he would ask me. And I was like, don't you worry, my friend. We're going to go over it. So. You caught me there. Yes, I did. Um, he was looking for a girl in, like, there's a girl that i like no um no no. so cameron was looking for a girl that would fulfill what he was looking for so someone that would be like very obedient that he would have complete control over and he found that in a very young 15 year old named janice yep 15 year old so he was 20 about to be 20 and she was 15 whoa um pedo alert yeah, I don't think that I don't I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. The hell's wrong with you? Yeah. So. Um, and to manipulate too, like really? Exactly. Dude? Um, they were introduced in 1973, and Janice was very shy. She had frizzy brown hair, and her personality was like that of a girl that was a lot younger than she was. She should be focusing on school. Yeah. And Cameron. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. And Cameron, (laughs) being the predator that he is, was like, yes, this is my girl. So, like I said, he was Uh, turning 20. But I, I, like I said, like we're alluding to, I feel like if she's 15 and if she acts even younger than that, then there's absolutely no reason that he should be dating her. Yeah, absolutely not. Jesus. But in any case. Come on, man. He treated her very nicely at first, gave her lots of positive attention. That he she, needs a nice kick. Yeah. Kicking, kicking. Kicking. He said kissing. I said kissing. <laughs> That's ass kissing. <laughs> He's an ass I meant kissing. ass kicking. <laughs> <laughs> um, he treated her very nicely at first, and he gave her lots of positive attention. And she wasn't getting that from her parents because Janice had epilepsy, and her parents treated her like she was a problem because of it. So Cameron comes around and is giving her all of this positive attention and just treating Fake her positive attention, right? Just treating her nicely than anybody else has ever done. Right. She eats that up because all she wants is somebody to pay attention to her. Where where are the parents? Not they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Jesus. So as a parent, you should. These two, as well, after only a few months of dating, ended up getting married. And what? Yep. The 15-year-old and the 20-year-old got married. Yep. How was that even legal? uh, She was 16 at the time of the marriage. Like, she just turned 16. And her parents allowed it to happen. What? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's fucking insane. So, yeah. That's fucked up. And then as soon as they got married, it was like a switch had turned on with Cameron. And all of his fantasies started coming out. So he wanted to like hang. sexual fantasies. Yeah, he wanted to hang Janice from their ceiling and stuff, and he did. What? And yeah, and he did, and she only allowed it to happen because she wanted his attention. Girl, what are you doing? Yep. Get the fuck and out of there. He would like he would choke her out, and then like he would put knives to her throat. So things just kept getting more and more. She and more should and more not violent. be. Yeah. That's Jesus. why it's like this case. It's. One of the things that we'll talk about more at the end, but we could talk about now, people feel like Janice is somewhat a victim of Cameron's, but at the same time, like, she kind of helped him pick up Colleen. So it's like, is she a victim or is she also part of this? You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you mean by that, though? We'll talk. I mean, we'll, we can talk about it more about later as you hear about the whole case, but there's like kind of debate it's like is she a victim because she was kind of like he like when the case came out i guess yeah or like even like most people when we talk about it now okay you know like is janice a victim or is she like a helper in this we'll go over it i mean yeah just finish the story and then i'll tell you all right so 
after this, like I said, so far I'm not liking it. Like no. pedo alert times yeah. ten. Yep. So after this, things were escalating at this point, and Cameron wanted another person in their relationship. Dude. Yeah, to like do these things to, and Janice was like, "Fine, you can have another person." I will not take part in being hung or hurt anymore. You can do it all to this person. But my only things are. This was the wife. Yes. Janice said, my only things are you cannot have sex with that person. And I want a baby. So he can have sex with Janice. Only Janice. And the girl. And not the girl at all. Only he can hang her, like do all those other things that he was doing to Janice. But. So Janice won't have all those fucking sick, twisted fantasy shits done to her. But the girl will. But the girl will. And then he cannot, Cameron cannot fuck whatever, whoever girl, girl it is. Yeah, whoever the girl is. But Janice only can, he can only fuck Janice. Okay. And she wants a baby. And Janice got her baby. But Cameron was having a longer, taking a little bit, a little bit longer to find the girl that he wanted. He just had a baby though. He just had a baby. Mm-hmm. That should be enough right there. Yeah, no, he wanted to, um, yeah, bring somebody else in. So. Damn, how much, how many girls does he want? Well, uh, we'll see. When it took Cameron, like I was saying, it took Cameron a long time to pick someone until he found Colleen. So when he found Colleen on the side of the road at on May 19th of 77, that's when things, like, that's when things started to change in their house. So because the truth started coming out. Well, because they brought somebody else in like, like it, they kidnapped. Okay. So let's go back to Colleen. At this point, she's at their house and she's blindfolded. So then now they're bringing her in, right? It's dark already. So we're back where I mm-hmm. started the story. Um, they walk her into the house and then walk her into the basement. She has blindfold on so she can kind of see underneath. This is the new girl, right? This is Colleen. Yes. The okay. hitchhiker that they picked up on the side of the road. When she gets down there, she's still handcuffed. Cameron takes the handcuffs and puts them over a like pipe thing that and hangs her up there. Yeah. Makes her strip and then replaces the hand the handcuffs with leather straps and straps her up to the ceiling. After that, all While she's f- naked? Yep, and she's naked. So all of a sudden, Cameron kicked out what she was standing on because she was standing on a cooler. He kicked it out, and then she fucking dropped. All of her weight dropped yeah. onto her wrists Oof. and her shoulders. Yeah. And she started kicking. So when he start, when she started kicking, Cameron Especially took a whip. Especially when you're chained up like that. Yeah. Cameron took a whip and started hitting her with it until she stopped kicking. Oh, shit. Yep. When she finally stopped and she relaxed as much as she could in this situation, Cameron grabbed her ankles and then put like a different smaller chest underneath her feet so she could stand on her tippy toes and relieve the pressure. Ooh. Yeah, but like that would literally make your calves like tired as fuck and then eventually you're just going to hang yourself again. Well, at this point, um, Cameron goes upstairs and gets Janice and then from the bottom of her blindfold... Colleen can see that they're having sex right in front of her. Who's having sex? Cameron and his wife, Janice, are having sex in front of Colleen. Oh, while she's hanged up. While she's hanging up. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's some twist of shit, man. Mm-hmm. After they finish. It's like, yeah, I'm turned on over here. It's <laughs> Like, bad. what? It's disgusting. After they finish, Cameron uh, ripped yeah, out. Yeah, disgusting is for sure. Yeah. While she's hanged up and shit? Yeah. No. Fucking disgusting so cameron ripped out the smaller platform again from under her and then she started like she just dropped again but she understood that she wasn't a lot like she shouldn't be kicking or else she would get punished for it like he's training her yeah he's training her after she didn't do anything he put the other chest back under her the cooler so that she could fully stand on it and fully relieve everything and then when she did that, he took off the strap around her head because that was still there too. And then she begged for him to let him go. But it was no use because he just put that head box back on her and then attached it to like a ceiling, the ceiling or something. So it kept oh, all the weight shit. off. Yep. So she was almost like hanging from like her head only. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, shit. But, but she was still standing. So she was fine. Yeah. Until the, he kicks that cooler He's up. not. He didn't. No, he didn't. He's not going to kill her like okay. that. Remember, this is Survivor, Survivor Tale. 
Okay. So I was going to say like, bro. No. So <laughs> she couldn't breathe in the head box. So she was like moving around and like trying to get out. And she actually like was able to unclasp the head box. And then like she was able to get out of it. She unclasped it. But One as side? soon as, as soon as she unclasped it and was able to breathe in some air, Cameron was like, why are you making so much noise? Oh, he, he was, was like coming right back there. Yeah. Okay. He was like right there, and she was like, "I could, I can't breathe." But he then he just added more restraints on her to make it make it more difficult to breathe. And oh fuck! Latched up the thing again. The chance of survival right there. Yep. Just back closed. Yep, and then um, he also put um, a device between her legs that was meant to like shock her as well, but it didn't work. Okay. At least it didn't work though. Uh, well, she was shocked later. We don't go over it, but. It's, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. Read that book. I can't. Okay. So this was only her first night there, which is just crazy to me. It gets worse. So just show me the book after. Yeah. So remember when I told you that she told her friend that she would be back on Saturday? Yeah. Well, obviously she didn't come home and her roommate started calling her family to see if they had heard from Colleen. So... Nobody Normal had. procedure. Exactly. Nobody had. Um, then her roommate called the friend that Colleen was supposed to be visiting, and she found out that she never got there. Well, yeah, after two days of not hearing anything. Yep. I mean, it's common sense. So, uh-huh. Um, I'd be like, where the fuck are you, bro? Yeah. Then, like, so she started freaking out. So on Wednesday, May 25th, Colleen was reported missing. But, like, there was nothing to go on. No one knew where she had gone. No one knew where she, like, last was. So, unfortunately, like, the the search for her as a missing person didn't really make any headway. Like, nobody knew a, a speck of information? No. Like, cameras or nothing? Nothing. This is 1977, my friend. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So, Colleen was in the head box for many, many, many nights. And she was alone in the dark. Speaking of, if you really think about it, like, imagine how many unsolved, like, mysteries back in the day... Or just because there was lack of yeah, lack of cameras. like technology and te- you know cameras and shit. Yeah. That's scary. That is scary. There's a lot. Yeah. But what the cool thing <laughs> is though, is that some of the old cases. This is my hide moment, by the way. <laughs> some of the old cases that weren't able to be solved back then are now being solved now because of new DNA technology, and I think that's really cool. Oh, that's right. Because remember, I did the, the one I was trying to do the. Katarzyna, mm-hmm. they did that. They reopened the case and everything. They found out who it was through DNA. Yeah. Even the which Golden I should State probably killer. do that. I'll try to do that again. Yeah, even the Golden State Killer, which we'll do again at some point, was solved by new DNA technology, which is mm. cool. We should probably. I should definitely. We should probably definitely do that. The Golden State Killer. That and mine. The uh, Golden State Killer one. is get a serial killer, guys. So remember last time I did serial killer. Um, that'll be fun. I'll do it. I'll do it. You guys are going to get the Golden State Killer. I just don't know when, but you'll get it. Yeah, and I should probably redo the Katazina one. Yeah. Sorry to digress so much. But okay. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> Bring it back. All right, so she, Colleen was forced to wear the head box like all for many, many, many nights. And she was in the, alone in the dark for most of it, except at night when they would bring her food and let her use the bathroom. So there was one Oh, night they actually let her use the bathroom In stuff? a bedpan, though. Oh. Yeah. Um, there was one night when she had to like go to the bathroom really bad. So like she, poop? yeah, probably it doesn't say exactly, but I don't know. Most likely poop. Yeah, most likely. So she tried to get Cameron's <laughs> attention by banging around, but it only pissed him off. So Cameron ended up whipping her and hanging her up until she passed out. So Cameron thought at this point, like if she's just going to keep banging around, she's going to be making too much noise. I need to make something to like keep her more restrained. So he ended up making a box that was like a coffin. And by the way, the head box he made as well. So he was made the a coffin box lookalike. Was it big enough to carry cocaine? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um, so he made this box, right? It was almost like a coffin. Johnny Depp, the joke. Yeah. Um, it was three feet <laughs> tall and it was six and a half feet long how long six, six and, and a half? half feet so plenty of room for her to lay in there okay um the interior was double walled so actually when it was completed it was like a little snug oh he customized this box he made it yeah and oh, okay he also made the head the head box which why is he customizing it though 
wait two more seconds and I'm going to tell you. Hmm. Colleen was kept in this box. Okay. <laughs> so he had drilled holes and put like a old hair dryer fan in there to like ventilate it. Okay. There's air quotes there. Ventilate. Even though that's not going to work. Yeah. She was still naked, but she was able to take off the head box and the gag, but she was chained into the box. Can she move? She can move a little bit, but not really. And um, she also had earplugs put in her ears. Oh, so now he's like depraving her senses. And you know, that's like torture. Yeah. <laughs> that literally is torture. That's high anxiety for me. Yo, you're not like, it's, uh, solitary confinement is so bad, even for like prisoners and stuff. And you can't and hear stuff. too? Yeah, like literally sensory deprivations. Fucked up. So Colleen was kept in there. And in you can't box. see either because it's dark. Yep. Colleen was kept in that box in the same routine of taking her out, letting her use the bedpan, putting her back in the box for three months. She hasn't seen daylight or anything for three months? No. They finally let Colleen have a bath. Okay. But this was not like a relaxing bath at all. So She got sprayed on like with the high pressure hose? Well, Cameron took her into the tub. And then he held her underwater until she couldn't breathe, or like t- couldn't hold oh, her breath any more, longer. More torture. And then would pull her up, and then let her catch her breath, and then put her back in. And she, he Damn. kept doing that to her, taking photos, doing that again and again and again. That someone was taking photos, or was he was how? Oh. So he had like he had a broomstick tied to her, so like she couldn't get up. Like, she was attached to a broomstick, so she couldn't get up properly. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, pushing her underwater and stuff. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yep. So, um, like, a different way of uh, restraining her. Uh-huh. So, once he was done with all of that, finished with his fun, he went ahead and had Janice, his wife, go ahead and clean Colleen and brush Colleen's hair. So, she couldn't get all the knots out, so she literally just started cutting knots out of her hair. So, so giving her a bad haircut. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, after this... Amateur barber night. Yeah. Colleen was put back into the box and Cameron's fantasies continued to grow and he continued to perform them on Colleen. Like, uh, well, I'll I'll read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Then he started making her do things for him. So he made another head box and he hung it up on the beam in the basement and he made her sand a big piece of wood for him in the basement. What was different about it? It was just she could move. More freely? A little bit more freely, but she was still in the head box. So she couldn't see, but she was supposed to sand a big piece of wood. Okay. Mm -hmm. So eventually Cameron ended up building what he called the workshop. And it was like a cupboard under the stairs like Harry Potter. Okay. But not as as good as Harry Potter. There's no magic here. Um, (laughs) No magic. No magic. But it was carpeted and it had a light and had a concrete floor. If anything, dark magic. (laughs) Definitely dark magic. Uh, Cameron let Colleen out of the box and put her in there to start doing things so at first he let her in there turn the light on and she was like happy to have some space to move around he made her start cracking walnuts so she had a few cracked cracked the rest then eventually she was crocheting and um, macrameing for them and he's giving her hobbies basically right yeah now? but they were selling it at fucking flea markets oh so like the walnuts that she would crack. Not the walnuts, but the crochet. The crochet. And the macrame. Okay. Like, they would make her do it and then sell it. Okay. I don't like that. Yeah, no. Nah. That's like, literally. Child labor. Not child labor, but she was their fucking slave. Yeah. They made her sign a contract saying that she was a slave. And they also said all of the things that she couldn't do, but basically Cameron was supposed to have full control over her everything. She has no say? No say. She's a slave. And at this time, he, when he made her sign this, he also said that there was a hierarchy called the company that was watching her. Yeah, he's on some, some satanic and that if stuff. if she ever left, the company would know about it. And the company has slaves. And they're all marked by a collar. Is this, is this controlled by a cult? This is just... He's fucking lying. He's fucking lying. But Colleen thinks it's true. Okay, I was going to say, this is all controlled by a No, this is just him. He's just fucking disgusting. He's a piece of shit. So, literally, he made Colleen wear a collar, sign a contract, basically saying that she was his slave and he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. A collar like a dog? Yeah. Huh. Yep. 
So what a disgusting piece of shit. Yeah, and then he threw in the threat that the company was. He's like toying her. with her at this point. Literally, and like basically, she was saying he was saying that if she ever tried to run, they would know, and he would find out. And he told her stories about the company and that her new slave name was Kay, and she like believed him, like I said, but she he was lying. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. After she signed this contract, though, she did have a bit more freedom, but he still made his threats to her. Like, for example, she wasn't allowed to contact her family or else um, he would Yeah, find I was going to say, what happened to the family? Like, the family's not saying anything about her? They're just, they just think she's missing, but they, it's not like she can contact them. Yeah, but... Uh, do, <laughs> they filled out a missing persons report. They drove around. They looked. And the they cops are not her. doing anything? No. Jesus Christ. There's nothing to go on. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Like I was saying, after she signed the contract, she had a bit more freedoms, but he still made his threats. So her, he said that if she contacted her family, she would be like crucifixed for five days and then he would kill whatever family member she had contacted. Like legit crucifix, like boarded up to the, the thing? Yeah. Jesus. Yep. That's so, like a brutal way to die. Yeah. Because you die of starvation. Yeah. Yeah, it just would not be good. But only for five days, he would hang her up there. But Still, that's painful. Right, the, but he didn't like actually the, do it. The nails on the, between your hands and stuff, oof. Yeah, he didn't actually do it. But the threats continued on, and she still believed that the company was watching her. But there was no company. There was no company, no. This continued on and on. And remember when I said that Janice's one thing about Cameron being able to pick up a woman was the fact that he could not have sex with her, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was one night. And a baby. And a baby. She got the baby, though. There was one night Cameron took Colleen out of the box in the basement and brought her up to his and Janice's room. He strapped her onto the bed, and they both got on top of the bed with Colleen. Naked? Naked. Oh, shit. And when they did, Cameron was touching Colleen and Janice but then Cameron climbed on top of Colleen and Janice could not handle it anymore. So she got up and ended up throwing up in their bathroom and Cameron raped Colleen. What? Yep. And then she was brought back downstairs, back into the box. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. This motherfucker is disgusting. Wow. I did, yep. not, I did not expect that. Yep. And then there was another day... That Colleen was brought out of the house and brought to... So at this point, she's like a sex slave. She literally is their sex slave. Yep. Right. Her, his sex slave. Yeah. Yep. Oh, shit. Yep. So one day, Colleen was brought out of the house and brought to a an acre of land outside of where they lived outside of Red Bluff. And when she got there, she saw there was a trailer on it. Um, there wasn't many neighbors and they're pretty spread out, which is basically they wanted to move there to like keep her away from all everybody. So if she yelled or if anything ever happened, you know, they'd be good. Hmm. So when Cameron brought her to the house, he showed Colleen a box under their bed and like put her in it. So they made he What's had in the box. He had all this shit already all <laughs> set up and then put Colleen underneath their bed. So she was under there a lot. So she was basically going to be in that box, in that box underneath their bed while they were sleeping the whole yes. time. Yes, and instead of in the box in their basement. That's some sadistic shit. Mm-hmm. So they it's like already, I know you're underneath my bed. Yep. So, but with this move to the new house, the monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not the monster, for fucking sure. No, definitely not. So, at this new house. They were still doing the same routine. She was allowed to shower every two weeks. She was let out of the box sometimes to do yard work. And then they made her like dig a hole. So at first she's like. Just for shits and giggles. Hold on. So at first she's like, am I digging this hole for my grave? Or that, Um, yeah. I'm a little worried. That was my next guess. Yeah. But he ended up building a shed outside for storage I'm air quoting, but it was really where he continued to torture Colleen and hanged her in there and did all of the shit. He made a new shit. device? He made a new room because he didn't have a basement anymore. And I'm sure he upgraded shit. Uh, of course, probably. Wow. Um, actually, yes, because what he actually did was he ended up making a new collar 
for Colleen and it was made of metal and it was like soldered on. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Around this time, Janice was at, at was pregnant at the time when she threw up over Colleen. Right. Um, she ended up having a second baby. So now she has two babies and Janice didn't want to have the baby at the hospital. She wanted to have it at home. So she had the baby on her bed and the whole time Colleen was under the bed listening to Janice give birth. Oh, damn. Yep. That's some horror movie like scene right there. Yep. Like I just add the thunder in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's like this is like the worst fucked up horror movie there would ever be. Actually, there is a movie based on this case. It's called The Girl in the Box. Oh, I want to see it then. Yeah. Because the candy was good like this. I want to see it. Yeah. So after the baby, Janice had to get a job because they were starting to get tight on money. Okay. And Colleen was starting to act as a babysitter to these babies. So Cameron would take her out of the box when Janice wasn't home. I kind of could see that coming. Yeah. And then she was like taking care of the kids. And then he started forcing her to like run and like work out, which I'm like, why would you force her to run? That's only To stay in shape. Yeah, but, like, in my head, I'm like, the moment you let me run, and then you let me run unsupervised, which is what he did, oh, I would run the yeah, fuck out of there. she's already trained. Right. But at okay, this time, yeah. she still thinks... Go, girl. She doesn't. She no? still thinks that the company exists, so she's not running. She's oh. been told that she's been she's being watched. She's genuinely afraid of that. No. Yeah, so she goes back. and Man. Yep. I was rooting for her. Yeah. <laughs> well we're still rooting for her she does she does get out remember so eventually she was no longer sleeping in the box she was instead sleeping in the bathroom and she was chained up to a toilet as more and more time passed and again um i didn't mention this yet but at this point she's been held captive for i think four or five years and her parents still don't know what where her whereabouts are no we're gonna talk nothing about that at all they don't know no they don't know anything Damn. yep so as more time passed they let they started being a little bit more lenient with colleen because at this point i think that cameron knew that she yeah, was like not going you, anywhere like you knew the habits or you know the habits already right like she's not going anywhere like i think he broke her and what he ended up doing is they let her get work a job from their house and then they let her call home like like they actually let her call her parents yep so she called her dad and her sister answered and was like, who is oh, this? Shit. And she's like, it's yeah, Colleen. Yeah, after so many years. Yeah, she's like, it's Colleen. And she's like, oh, why don't you call me anymore? Like, you don't call. Like, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Like, she's like, no, I'm fine. And Cameron was watching her, so she couldn't really say anything much. But she was so thankful and so happy to be able to speak to her family. Yeah, but you're still going to go back. she ended up telling Cameron that she loved him. What? Yeah. So this is fucking Stockholm. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What? So she was so thankful in the moment that she told Cameron, her captor, that she loved him. This is definition Stockholm Syndrome. Wow. You know what Stockholm Syndrome is, right? Yes. Okay. After this, Cameron, after she said that she loved him, Cameron started being like nicer. Just, just for the people that don't know what Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome is, what is it? Do you know what Stockholm Syndrome is? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. What is it? For the people that don't, <laughs> for the people that don't know what okay. Stockholm syndrome is, Ozzy doesn't know what Stockholm syndrome is, even though I asked him twice if he knows what Stockholm syndrome is. But Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> it's is for research purposes only. All right. <laughs> feel, the definition is feelings of trust or affection felt in many cases of kidnapping or hostage taking by a victim towards a captor. So when somebody kidnaps you like beauty and the beast is stockholm syndrome as well oh shit <laughs> yeah um it's a coping oh, that's right because he kept he captured yeah, he her. did capture her. it's a coping mechanism for an abusive situation and people defend uh, end up developing feelings towards their captors over a certain period of time um and that just it just makes you like because you're captive it's like just a way of coping but yeah it's like everything is fine like your body is like lying to you and trying to cope in any case, um, she told him that she loved him and he was being nicer to her. So she asked him if she could go home to visit her family. And he said yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Get the hell out, girl. Yeah. So she Hide. ended up going home 
And when she showed up after being not home for four years, her family was super excited, ecstatic, yeah, but she looked course. like shit. Like she was skinny. She was pale. It wasn't their daughter, but but it was their daughter. So they didn't right. want to push her to answer questions. I'm sure they had many questions. Yeah, they didn't want to push her, but they also were like, what is going on here? Like, where have you been? But she wouldn't like tell them exactly where she had been. But she, Cameron gave her only a 48-hour window. So the whole first day she spent with her dad and her dad's family. And then she went over to her mom, who lived pretty close to where her dad was again. They were amicable. When she went over to her mom's, that's when Cameron came back and introduced himself as Mike. And then ended up leaving. Like, taking her back to his house. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when she was brought back to the Hooker household... Unfortunately, she was just kept in the box pretty much for the next three years. Every time you say that, it makes me think it's actually Hooker. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucking Hooker. Um, no, their their last name is Hooker. I know, I know. Yeah, or Hooker. Um, when she wa- got back to the house, they pretty much just kept her in the box for the next three years, and in the like the head box thing. No, in the box. Underneath oh, in the coffin bed. thingy. Underneath their bed. Yeah. Yeah. So the same pattern continued, things continued. And again, I don't want to say too much about it. You can read it in the book. It's just a lot. And, you know, we're getting kind of long on the episode too. So That's okay. No, I mean, but I didn't want to include all of the torturous things that she's Uh, been through. uh, She's been through enough and, you know, I don't want to talk about it all. You guys can read about it. She also wrote her own book as well. But after the three years, I want to talk about how she got out now. Is there a reason though? Reason why? What? You don't want to talk about it? No, it's just a lot. And I'm not trying to, like, do everything. How much is a lot? Like a whole other half of a book. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn, that'd be like a three-hour podcast. Yeah. So after those three years of after she saw her family, (laughs) um, she ends up starting to get along with Janice now. Fakely, though. No. No? Janice, Janice actually was, like, actually starting to like Colleen. And the more that she started liking Colleen and the more she started going to church and the more she started hating Cameron and the more that she just felt guilty and more guilty and more guilty and more guilty, she ended up telling Colleen the truth. She said, the company is not real. I want you to leave. I want you to get out. And I think we both need to get out. Oh, she's giving her the opportunity to run? Yes. So they hatch an escape plan together and they actually leave together. And Janice brings Colleen to her parents' house and she calls her dad and says, tells him what happened and says, please wire me some money to come home. So she ended up going to the bus station and when she was at the bus station, she called Cameron and she said, I'm leaving. I know the truth now and I'm not coming back and there's nothing you could do. And she left and she went back home. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Immediate breakup. Good. While she was out, that, that was even perfect. Well, that was Colleen. Oh, okay. So Colleen left. Then Janice ended up freaking out, feeling guilty, spoke to her pastor, and then her pastor called police. So Janice, to her pastor and police, ended up confessing that her and Cameron, a couple years ago, had kidnapped somebody and murdered them and buried their body. And she also admitted that she... And her husband, Cameron, kidnapped kidnapped Colleen. Right. And then they arrested her on the spot. Good. So. As they should. However. Dun, dun, dun. However. (laughs) What now? When they arrested her, she hired a lawyer. Huh? (laughs) When they arrested her, she hired a lawyer. And when she hired a lawyer, she made a deal. She said, I will testify against Cameron. Like a plea? not plea because she didn't plea for anything it was just an immunity deal so she said i will testify against cameron for immunity for my involvement in these crimes and they gave it to her what yes so she was immune from all these charges that were about to come out Mm -hmm. that's why i'm saying that's why i said at the beginning of the episode a lot of people are like was she a victim of cameron's or was she part of it and just didn't Felt guilty, didn't want to be part of it anymore, and just wanted Colleen out of the house. Wow. Mm-hmm. How do you get full immunity from that? Right. Literally, this bitch okay. gets fucking immunity for 
kidnapping and killing, allegedly killing someone because they couldn't find anything on the killing. But they did end up flying or speaking to Colleen. And let's talk about, okay, so when Colleen gave her statement, she was very matter of fact. She was very, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. She was very detached from it. So now in this, just a quick aside, this Amber Heard case and Johnny Depp, when this is the difference of a real victim colleen is literally sitting here telling you what happened over the course of seven years of torture and abuse and being depraved of like sun and light and in space and everything and you give her full immunity from all shit yeah that how the hell does that work yep but she was articulate about what happened with Amber Heard. She's not articulate about anything. That Man, Amber Heard is just so she's not a real victim. A psycho just girl. Just saying, they're just throwing psycho it out there. In any case, I know what kind of girl she is. Yeah, when you're a victim of abuse of any kind, the story typically when you tell it is concise. You kind of detach from yourself and you remember things as if they happened to somebody else. Right. But you can say it in what exactly happened. You know, right. there's no deviation. It's almost like a replay. Exactly, but. In any case, that's what Colleen was doing with the police. So she was telling them very concisely of what happened. And they were sufficed with the information that Janice gave them and the information that Colleen gave them to go pick up Cameron. So on November 18th of 1985, Cameron was picked up. His property was searched and they found the boxes that Colleen was kept in. They found the head boxes. They found everything. Like in the basement? There wasn't the basement anymore, but they found the box under the bed and everything else. Um, Like they confirmed it. Yeah. And he was put in jail immediately. And at the start of the trial. That's enough evidence right there. Yeah. And at the trial, he was found guilty of kidnapping, oral copulation, rape with a foreign object, sodomy, and six counts of rape. Rape with a foreign object? Yes. Damn. Mm -hmm. And that's why I won't go into so much detail. It gets like that? That's why I don't want to go into all the detail of what happened to That's Colleen. Dark. But if and you what else he got charged book, with? He got oral copulation. What's that? Oral copulation is um, oral copulation is a specific charge relating to non-consensual contact between someone's mouth and another person's genital area. Non-consensual. So, like, so it's like so like rape mouth orally. Rape. Yeah. Yep. Okay. What else? And um, sodomy and kidnapping what's sodomy sodomy is um sexual intercourse involving anal or oral copulation so it's a like a combination of like so everything pretty much you got charged with everything yeah yeah like rape of everything yeah okay so um yeah he was found guilty and he was sentenced to 104 years damn so basically death yeah however there is actually a hearing there's no however However, he deserves it. However, there is actually he had. Well, a, what do you mean? No, shut stop up. it. Stop he it. had a parole hearing. No, fuck that. And what? He was denied parole. I was gonna say, don't but, don't tell me that shit, girl. But <laughs> there is a hearing that is coming up. It, it was postponed from COVID, and it said it was supposed to happen oh, in current. April. Yeah of this year but it hasn't happened yet. I don't think. I think it's been postponed again. That he would have a hearing to determine if he was a sexually violent predator still or not and if he is and he's found guilt if he's found guilty he is he'll stay in jail if he's found not guilty he'll be eligible for parole he'll be able to get out how old is he now um he hold on that's a good question 68 oh so he's he's currently in um california institute for men in chino so he's pretty much an old guy right now Mm, yeah ish ish damn at that point like imagine you got out like what would you do yeah so there's a hearing for that right now so hopefully he doesn't get out because that would suck really bad especially for colleen oh shit yeah like i feel like colleen would that wouldn't be good for her at all no so like i had mentioned earlier colleen has written like watch your back type of thing again yeah it would be so bad i feel um colleen has written a book about her experience and you guys can read that. She also has a daughter and she just tries to move on from her past. She tries to move on from it. That's all you can do. And that's what she tries to do. But she does have PTSD and, you know, well, I mean, it's hard. After all that abuse and everything, of course. Yeah. 
but Colleen, I don't and for so many years at that. I feel so bad for her because to go through everything that she had gone through, and I feel like we didn't even like scratch the surface here. But to go through everything that she did go through and to survive all of it, like, first of all, that makes you a strong-ass woman. Second of all, that's got to be really fucking hard. And, again, like, wow, you're amazing. Especially, like, raising your daughter. Right. And and writing a book about your experiences so that way if anyone ever has to go through anything like this. Like, how do you... They have That's got to take a lot of willpower to block out all that just to focus on your daughter. Yeah. Well, Colleen... We're so proud of you. We are proud of you, girl. So proud of you, girl. Girl power, girl. You're so you're so awesome. Everybody's awesome. And cool <laughs> and something something. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's it. Damn. Yeah, it's dark. I told you. Yeah. Just as like especially like those definitions that we I just found out. It's like, <laughs> whoa. The definitions that I just. Hey, found I out. didn't know those words. Those are big words. <laughs> I was like, words are hard. <laughs> I struggle. English is my second language. It is, and that's why I struggle with my <laughs> English. So I, I'm sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you come back next week Definitely. for another, another depressing episode. case. Um, yeah, another awesome episode, honestly. And we're gonna have our friend Selly on from Yes Offense Podcast. Um, you can find him on at Silly Selly on Instagram. And then if you wanna follow what, what? our awesome awesome person who manages our website helps us with all things yes that's lb marvin and you can find him on twitter at lb marvin underscore lit can't wait for the one with uh us and sally yeah that's next week so tune in for that and then hold on let me just make sure yeah and it's yeah okay and yeah, well, as always, we hope you uh, stay safe and stay, stay lifted. lifted. Bye. Adios. Bye.